What's up? Oh my god. What's up, ladies, gentlemen, and others? My name is Chell Norton, and we're back for another episode of Binge, and I am I'm feeling kind of glonky. Uh, <laughs> have you ever seen that video? It's a, it's I a, seen it's a stoner guy, and like the, the, he's high as shit. And this guy with a microphone just goes, "How you feeling?" He goes, oh, "I'm feeling a little glonky." <laughs> I, I've been there. I have felt glonky. Yeah, well, my version of glonky is not high. I am just, I'm very hungover. Yeah, yeah, which happens to the best of us. It so. does. It just snuck up on me, and I, and I think it's because like. Uh, it was a friend's birthday. We were just out celebrating, having a good time. Oh, yeah, that'll get you. And then it was just... Because those are the nights <laughs> where the alcohol is just flowing. And, oh, yeah. And, and you're riding that vibe. Well, and not only that, like people are also celebrating. So they're just kind of like, hey, let me buy another one. Like, oh, yeah, what could possibly yeah. go wrong? Like, exactly. let's do that. Yeah. And so last night, came back home, had uh, <laughs> Brittany made fish tacos, uh, broke one of her pipes. Oh. Uh, cried about it like she was very upset <laughs> it's no and fun. then and then this morning i go yeah you cried about it last night she goes cried about it today i love that pipe i was like fair enough <laughs> all right guys well today uh we have a guest that is actually also a part of the ola uh we'll call it nation the ola nation the yes, ola sir. nation yeah, the ola ministry nation ministry nation i love that so much it's uh hilton price what's up dude hey glad to be here glad to finally be here because it's uh, we've been talking about having me back on the show yeah. for a while a hot minute even last season we were talking about yeah. And that was, fuck, that was a long time ago. I don't want to talk about it. Well, and, and uh, <laughs> you, you had Zampino and I on way back in the beginning to talk about Way the in the beginning. And then that well, that was it. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have either of you back on. Well, for a while, I really wanted to do, to talk 30 Rock. But you got to 30 right. Rock I did already. that one. Uh, I believe that was the hardcore band Pressure Test did yeah. that one. And uh, I really enjoyed that episode. But That's it was, such a good show. It was a bittersweet uh, episode just because I was like, I really love that they're doing this. But also, we didn't really talk about it that much. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, as uh, as we relaunched Binge on the OLA Ministries Network, I've been listening to a lot of the old shows, some of the ones that I missed in the first run. Oh, yeah. And, and that's been a big thing is you and the guests often just kind of go off on a tangent yeah. about about Tulsa, about music, it kind about of, other It other pissed art. off a few of the guests because like they came on with just like such vigor for the show that they were about to talk about, you know? Oh, yeah. Wade McFarland was one. He was really stoked to talk about the Sopranos. Yeah. And then when we got on there, it was like an hour and a half and we talked about Sopranos for like maybe 10 minutes. But but that's a great episode. Wade I did was, great. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Another one was uh, you had two episodes with a fist of face and you yeah. guys just went off on these Oh, I can't tangents. wait to have her on again. I, oh, I have I have no doubt in my mind that I will have her on again just because it a lot of the times people are like oh I love that episode I was like yeah, that's basically just how we talk to each other some anyway so <laughs> oh yeah and I'll tell listeners now if they need some choice ones to go back go go to the ones we just talked about right those are some of the best uh, another one was uh, Blind Oath I really enjoyed that episode yeah. uh, Raven and the Bear mm-hmm. great yeah. episode there's two Raven and the Bears actually yeah you had them uh, they did <laughs> didn't they do they did I think they did both seasons they did of, of, I, I think, think you should, should leave, leave. Yeah. yep yep <laughs> one, and the third season's about to launch and so I mean, you got him back Back. Might as well. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I didn't know what to talk about, especially once we, you know, we we, we considered maybe doing a thirty rock a second right. episode. Well, because like like we talked about this season, it's it's brand new, so why not just if, if, if the rule used to be if someone already did the show, you couldn't do it. Sure. Now I don't care. Yeah. I'm well, like, you want to do that show? Cool. Fresh. But I just don't want it to be all the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. every four episodes. Hey, we're talking about fucking 30 rock or how i met your mother dumb shit like that well that's why it was so cool when i realized that you hadn't covered this one yet i haven't and especially knowing that you and i are both big fans of the franchise i love the franchise uh but the problem that i have is not with the franchise it's with the fans like half the time because the funny part is you tell someone you're a star wars fan Mm -hmm. and the first thing they're gonna do is be like 
Are you as big of a Star Wars fan as oh, I am? It's and always it's like, a pissing fucking contest. Shut up. Yeah. Just let me enjoy this, please. Like fucking stop. Like oh, hangover. Uh and, and I <coughs> I used to be not as bad as that, but I definitely had some harsh opinions that I was unabashedly sharing. Oh yeah, no, and not only that, it's just kind of one of those like they'll share their opinions and you're like, I didn't ask. Exactly. I, I'm yeah, just yeah. like I didn't here, you filibuster for a second, I'm gonna grab a drink. Well, and it's, it's one of the things that happens in any fandom is you get these opinions that are so strong and they're passionate about a take. So they want to get everybody else on their side and they forget that you got to still let people enjoy things. You got to give people a chance to either like something that you don't or to still even have opinions that you may not share. And and, and it's not even with Star Wars fans. It's barely opinions half the time. It's it's facts. It's, yeah. oh, well, did you know that this particular vehicle and this particular thing was created by this particular? And it's like, do you go outside or yeah, exactly. like do you have a job? What well, are you What are you doing? Like, yeah, well, and it's like you you can you can enjoy all that the continuity the the canon all those the details the nuance, but you can still also respect that not everybody has to do that to get the same enjoyment. Oh yeah, and especially nowadays with Boba Fett, The Mandalorian, things like that, people have opinions. Oh and, yeah, and they're very strong. <laughs> Well, and, you know, so my big thing was, um, you know, I, I, I was born in 1979, so I grew up on the original trilogy as a kid. Right. And then when I was in college, we got the prequels. Right. The, I think I was in middle school. Yeah, and, you're, you're a couple years younger than yeah, me. Yeah, and I mean, but I, I thought it was great at the time because, you know, Star Wars. Hey, but as, <laughs> like, as that a, guy's got two lightsabers that are together. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, shit like that. But And I remember seeing Phantom Menace. I saw it five times in the theater. Of course. But by the time I got done with that fifth time, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't think I like this. <laughs> I, well, it was a lot of. I became a prequel <laughs> hater. Yeah, like, well, and that was the problem, though. I think that's kind of one of the start of the decline of Star Wars as like, just as a fandom, just because. Yeah. All the fans of Star Wars, they they watched the the prequels and were just kind of like, we suddenly nah. had a rift. Yeah, and it was like fuck George Lucas, and it was <laughs> it was the Ewoks controversy times a thousand. Like yeah. they hated the Ewoks anyway, but oh, it was back just in the like, day, but 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 even by that point, we'd come to love the Ewoks. And, oh yeah. And for me, who was four years old when Jedi came out, right. I I loved. I never had a problem with the Ewoks. Right. Well, and know? I mean that's the funny part too is that like he did it for his kids, and you're like exactly. you hear that, and you're like okay, I kind of get that. And then they go, well, what about Jar Jar? Oh, I did it for my kids. You can only have one, you motherfucker. You can't. But the funny thing, <laughs> you can't too, just keep slipping shit in there. But the best thing about it now is to meet the ones who were really kids during the prequels, even younger yeah. than you, and they don't care. They they, they, they don't they, give a they shit. They think Jar Jar's fine. Even funnier is that like my daughter is six, yeah. and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, man, she doesn't even, she doesn't even know. Like she she'll she likes Star Wars. Like she'll watch it with me. She's yeah. not like sitting there going like, hmm, did you know that this vehicle? Oh, you yeah. know, like she's six. She's just like, ooh, it's, flashing lights. It's like, sci-fi fun and adventure. It's, that's what it's supposed to be. But yeah. I mean, like with with the show that you picked, uh, that one was far and beyond just for the fans. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it is just for Star Wars fans. It, well, it was, but at the same time, it is perfect for kids. It is, it is because, and so we are talking about uh, Clone Wars. Yes, and uh, it is an animated series. So at first, you're kind of like, is it just for kids? Yeah, you know what I mean. And then you start watching, and you're like, oh, this is definitely not just for kids. And I feel like it evolved over the the six or seven seasons. It started oh, yeah. out as kind of an episodic, just a a Jedi or Sith of the week kind yep. of story, and 
you started getting into deeper concepts and and uh, bigger, deeper really interpersonal got into relations. the lore, like yeah. like super into the lore. Like I remember, I I think we talked about. I haven't seen the the entirety of the Clone Wars uh, cartoon or anything like that. But the what I have seen was pretty much fantastic like it's because it was just it they were able to kind of go deep dive on certain things exactly. whereas like movies and you know the shows like boba fett and what have you they can kind of like touch on it just a little bit just a little well and especially you know at least with the shows you've got these episodic things that can you know like a season of the mandalorian is like 12 hours because yeah. it's like 12 you know hour long episodes pretty sure a season of the clone wars is ridiculous oh, like yeah. it's it's way up there what is it like 20 something episodes 20 something episodes and they're like an hour of piece. except for i think season seven was only about 12 episodes yeah, yeah it really okay. was almost like three movies so if you are out there and you and you are big on the binging um this one might uh might, might oh, be a, a, a hard haul <laughs> and what i always did was i'd always take a couple weeks off between seasons because right. I, I i i'm behind on everything so i didn't watch this show until starting about four years ago Oh wow! Okay. And I just finished it about two. I months mean, ago. It ca- okay. So canonically, the show is set pretty much between episode two and three, exactly of uh, the the prequels, the ones we were just okay. So episode one, most Star Wars fans are going to be like, eh, didn't really care for it. Yeah. Uh, most Star Wars fans will also tell you things like, it's episode two, episode three, it was okay. You know, on, it was. It still wasn't great, but it was better. I feel like three gets the love. Episode three still gets a lot of love. It does, and I think too. Uh, one thing that a lot of people that, that will kind of agree on is that, like, as a whole, episode one, eh, Darth Maul, bad as fuck. Oh, the the two scenes. <laughs> the, I think he's in three scenes in that movie. Two of them are fight scenes. For the record, no dialogue. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, he's no. just a badass he's on screen. He's got one line. He's got, uh, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. We will have our revenge. There it is. That's the only line. He says it on Coruscant line. with Sidious. <laughs> and, and it's not even Ray Park, the guy playing the physical actor. It, who, it, it was who, a different voice. Who also plays Toad. He was next Toad, man. yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know what happens to a Toad when it gets struck by lightning? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about great dialogue. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. Poor Ray Park. Because <laughs> <laughs> she goes, the same thing that, that happens, happens to everything everyone else. else. And you're like, Okay. How's that, uh, that's not, you didn't need that's to say that. That's not working out for you. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank God there's no um, animated X-Men show. Actually, there was in the 90s. There was. It was really yep. good. Maybe it was, it was pretty that. good. All right. But Can you open that door? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Now I'm getting paranoid. <laughs> but the, um, uh, the show, one of the things that it did is it made the prequels better in my it mind. Did. Uh, it did. Because it took. Okay, if it just closes, I don't give a shit. It took uh, characters that, that. Their conflict and their drama didn't make sense in the movies, right? And rounded it out, like like Anakin. Elf. Anakin's turn to the dark side makes so much more sense. Okay, after whenever that you, show. whenever asked about it, pretty much what uh, old 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 Georgie said mm-hmm. was that it's the the rise, the fall, the rise again of Anakin slash Darth Vader. Yeah. So basically. Um, the part that pisses me off about these sequels that they just made yeah. and the line, somehow Palpatine is back, oh, God. made made Darth Vader's entire like uh, uh, sacrifice just horseshit. That, see, and that's really the problem is where the, the prequel films were, were had problems. You right. Know, the dialogue was very chunky. They weren't like... 
they weren't great. Yeah. <laughs> Pod the, racing was cool. Yeah, there was cool action uh, there scenes. Was, there was certain things. Cool villains. Um, you know, there was the, the pacing and the plotting didn't always make sense. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't enough good setup for the Count Dooku, Darth right. Tyrannus reveal. There was... Um, also, the whole time you're sitting there watching this, uh, the prequels as a whole, like all three of them. Yeah. And you're watching Anakin fall for just the dumbest yeah. like, way to get... Like this led to the dark side. Like, he's having what? a nightmare. He's kind of wooed by Palpatine, and then he—it's fucking sand, dude. Calm down. Yeah, like it's, it's, exactly. <laughs> you're fine. He no. feels helpless about a a um. What's it? He's having nightmares that he can't save Padme from dying. Right. Which it's like Here's you do deal. know that she's going to anyway, right? Yeah. You're, like, it's, it's you're one a, day. You're in a committed relationship, right? I am. You've been with your lady for a couple years now. I have. Um. I I've been in committed relationships in my in my past. Thank God I'm not right now. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. You have had nightmares about your partner being in a situation where they're yeah. in trouble and you can't help. Them. But I didn't make a deal with a politician for exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> that is standard relationship I shit. I feel like that's just that's just common sense, actually. And also, I feel like, too, that it's like, really? This was a surprise to you that he was the guy that was the emperor that was the oh. secret? Like, fuck off. Yeah, that, fuck off. I mean, I guess that was just Lucas trying to show us as viewers the whole time what was happening while still pulling one over on the characters in the story. Right. But it it, it did in the in episode one. I'm like, how does no one realize that this guy is Sidious? Right. Like everyone's looking or like basically looking at each other, going, "We're, we're all we're all in agreement. This yeah. is this is dumb. Yeah. Like, this is a stupid fucking thing that we're doing. All right, cool. And then even worse is that in the Clone Wars when you're watching that. He's still just kind of a fucking dick. Yeah. Like, you know, like he's the way he talks to Obi-Wan sometimes, you're like, dude, I'm actually really surprised he hasn't smacked the shit out of you yet. But there's little things like they show him using the force to kind of manipulate situations. To right. To kind of take the, the, the concern off of him. Right. And I mean, I took. And that's what it was is the Clone Wars added that little bit of nuance. I have such like a fucking like complicated relationship with the prequels and Anakin oh. and all that because Darth Vader one of the baddest motherfuckers there is oh yeah one of the, just there's no way around that but was, there, there's a three part episode on, on Clone Wars where they go to this planet uh, and there, there's an old man and he's got two children one why is it always an old man uh, the did elders, you notice that's a running theme that is a running theme in Star Wars is respect your elders why because they got Cool fucking stories. Yeah, like or, or they'll fuck you. Or they'll fuck you. Yeah. Every time. And, and that, if we've learned anything. Well, the way I look at it is it just means one day it will be our turn to fuck them. <laughs> so as an elder, as, a, as an encroaching elder, I, I hope for that. But like Anakin Anakin on this planet, and, and the, the old guy's got this, like, he's got an, a son and a daughter, and one's like an avatar of light, and one's an avatar of darkness. Oh. And Anakin is kind of wooed by the avatar of darkness. You and, don't say. Right? And and in that scene... You know, he really doesn't change for much. Well... He's pretty much just straight but, down the way. Well, it kind of plants the seed. Right. And like, you know it's, it's going to happen. And like, he gets a vision of his future. And in that vision of the future, he even hears Vader's voice. Oh, Jesus. So he even gets a taste of, like, what will come. And it, it kind of helps you see where the events of episode three, the movie, yeah. could happen if this kind of infrastructure of self-doubt, of loathing, and of fear was built beforehand. I have a question for you, and we're going to get a little deep on this one because right. it's my fucking show, and fuck it, we're that's doing what, it. <laughs> deep with Terrell Norton. I swear that's to God, I feel like that's the, the whole reason I wanted to start a podcast in the, first, in the first place. Like, other people would ask you questions, and you're kind of like, you could have you could have gone deeper on that could've one. Like, you yeah. could have done better. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, in my mind... 
This is, this is going to be weird. In my mind, do you think that maybe the, the path of Anakin is kind of symbolic of toxic masculinity in cultures? Oh, yeah. De- because I mean, think about it. all he had to do was talk to somebody. Yeah. Hey, man, I've been having these dreams. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's go fucking chill at a bar. We'll uh, get some blue milk and uh, we'll hash it out. It's it, it, it's very much emblematic of toxic masculinity in, in some of its most common forms. But there is a greater lesson for all people. Just that that keeping things to yourself can can be death. You, that, you can literally set yourself on fire with yeah, this shit. You've like, got to turn to people. Well, because you know? like even whenever you know Padme is talking to him and and he's like, "You turned her against me," and all that. We all know those guys. Those mm-hmm. guys. that's like, dude, I didn't fucking do anything, man. Yeah. I you know I talked to her or whatever. Yeah. And that's all it took. And then it's like, oh well, she's probably. You know, banging you on the side or some shit. It's like, dude. Well, and I'll give you another. How example. about you talk to your fucking lady? How about that? So uh, right now, Marvel is producing a, a couple of Star Wars comics, and right. they take place between some of the original trilogy movies. Okay. And there's one that's set between Empire and and, and Jedi. Yeah. And and Darth Vader is arguably two of the best. Absolutely, absolutely. And Darth Vader in the in the comics you can pretty much say that in, in front of anything. Yeah. Like Star Wars related, arguably everything is arguably. Yeah, argue that. Well, that and that's the beauty of fandom. Is, is everyone will argue something. The um, because you know, just like I was saying, like we got kids growing up who will tell you that episodes one, two, and three were the best by far. Well, that's because it was the only ones that they knew at the time, and yeah. then and then they were like, oh, there's more. Cool, Those let's the go ones from that there. Their heart, and then they, but then the original trilogy looks too old to them. Right. And it's, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's it. That's you can't make it less dated. You know, you can't. He tried. Yeah. We, and yeah, well, he kind of made it worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the beauty of the, the CGI in the Star Wars movie. Well, and I, t- I think, too, though, the the children, it will say, mm-hmm. uh, I, I have a buddy that I run it anytime I run into him. Yeah. It's uh, uh, if I said his name, people would be like, that's really funny. He does that to me, too. Uh, but if he's had a few and I've had a few mm-hmm. immediately, we go into Star Wars. OK immediately nice. and so he comes up to me uh, at one point and just goes Han shot first I said Han shot first like that's uh, so no wrong no wrong. Han shot first wrong in wrong. the remastered wrong. he made it to where Greedo shot first wrong completely that's... wrong no no you ready you ready <laughs> Han did not shoot first because you can't shoot first if only one of you shoots that's fair Han is the only one who shot that's fair yep yeah f- don't try and make it to where he was defending himself. Exactly. The whole reason that Han Solo was such a badass was that he's like, I'll do whatever the fuck I got to do yeah. to get out of here. Han was a killer. Like, that's flat out. The whole conversation. What is he doing? He's unclipping. He's pulling his blaster. He's mm-hmm. aiming it. The whole he's thing. barely even in the conversation. Like, he's just sitting there oh. the whole time, like plotting the murder of this dude. Even like, I get bored sometimes. It's like it's like it was bullshit he had memorized. So right. He knew like, what and to then say. just bam. And yep. then just kind of like everyone yep. looks at him and he looks at them and just walks the fuck yep. out. But and no. that right there set such a tone of just like this guy will fuck everyone over mm-hmm. if it means that he and Chewie and his ship get out. Exactly. And mm-hmm. then that's what makes it so amazing when he comes back. Yeah. Yeah, and that 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 that's the key reveal of the end with the with the shooting down. Well, Darth because Vader's if tie. he's just defending himself, you're not surprised when he comes back. Yeah. You're like, well, of course he did. He's a good guy. It's like, but yep. he's not. <laughs> he is, he is he is the scoundrel that Leia calls him out to be. Well, and I mean, like, I think there's so much to be said, and I know that's it's very nerd to think, but I think there's so much to be said about like when it comes to the characters' interactions and things like that about societies about like. What we kind of like, like I said, like toxic masculinity when it came to Anakin, when it came to Han, it's like 
looking out for number one. Yes, you need to do that. Well, and that's one of the things that, that the Clone Wars really did well as it got into seasons three, four, five, six, and beyond is it started telling stories that were very mature in nature. Right. Even though they were set in the Star Wars universe, they were still stories that were applicable in a lot of different situations. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the ones that I, I really wanted to bring up was the story of... Um, he brought notes, people. I, I did. That's the story yes, of... That's uh, how you could tell that it's two Star Wars nerds. Like, we both have notes. Well, <laughs> and, and that was on the, on the drive over here. I'm like, you know, we got to talk about, you know, this person, this person, you this have person. To. Okay, Cad Bane. Oh, yeah. One of the most underrated... And I love that they, they put him in the... Uh, was in, it Boba in, Fett or Mandalorian? Was, I think it was in Boba Fett. It was in because... Yeah, well, okay, yeah. Because he... Uh, was working for the what is it the Spice Movers? Yeah, and so Cad Bane. For those of you who don't know, first of all, get your fucking life together. Uh, Cad Bane is is a bounty hunter, but exactly. he's a badass bounty hunter. Yeah, right? he he's a oh. great bounty hunter and a true threat. There's another character named Hondo who's a bounty hunter mm-hmm. and smuggler who is more of a he he can be threatening, but he can be comic relief. Right, and he's another character that you wouldn't get the richness of the variety of characters in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, he's a perfect example of that. You I know? just yeah, with Cad Bane though, it was like he first appeared in Clone Wars. Yeah, and so the funny part too was that whenever the rumor was around that like, hey, Cad Bane's gonna be in fucking in Boba Fett. Yeah, people were like, ooh, because <laughs> Star Wars has a long history of like, okay, so we took something that was animated mm-hmm. and then we brought it to a reality, yeah. and you know, it didn't quite transfer. <laughs> we, see, we see it again in Obi Wan with the Grand Inquisitor. Exactly, and yeah. then and then, but what's funny though is that both of those, Cad Bane and the Inquisitor, like nailed it. Yeah. I feel like they fucking nailed it. Yeah, I feel like Inquisitor will 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 see a little bit of growth in that design if we see him on. Cause For he, sure, he didn't have some of the facial markings. Right, and I think uh, I think people did. You know, of course, Star Wars. So of course, people had comments about yeah. it and things like that. But well, and we haven't even talked about the biggest live action reveal in recent months from the Clone Wars. Do which, tell. Which of course is Ahsoka Tano. So, okay, the fact that it's Rosario Dawson, they could not have cast that any better. I, it was really excellent. They really, really could really not excellent. have cast. Because in Clone Wars, so uh, Ahsoka is, am I saying it right? Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. So Ahsoka is just like, yeah, she's a bad motherfucker. Anakin's but, Padawan. But she's also like, she's sweet. She is sweet. She is kind-hearted. She is a, she's a caring person. We just described Rosario Dawson. Exactly. Like, she's right? a yeah. bad bitch on screen, but then at the same time, you see interviews with her, and you're like, I just want to hug you. Mm-hmm. I just want to hug you and tell you that you're awesome. Like, and, and that's one of the reasons why Ahsoka just got into so many people's hearts, even before she was in live action, was because she could right. be a character who could fill those many roles. She could be a warrior. Mm-hmm. She could be a leader. She could be a fighter. And she could I be lo- a caretaker. I loved her and uh, Clerks, too. I oh, thought yeah. she was Rosario, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, have you seen Clerks 3? Not yet. Okay. Eh. 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 Yeah. I saw. It's, it's, I mean, if you were to watch all three, right? Like Clerks 1, Clerks 2, Clerks 3. The first one and then the second one. You're like, okay, yeah. same guy. Yeah. I get it. The third one, you're like, what happened? Yeah. Like, it really, okay, so it's a. It's supposed to be kind of like about him having his heart attack. Yeah. You know, Kevin Smith, and he almost died and all that. And it's, it's is it, um, uh, what's it, not Dante, uh, Brian O'Halloran's character. Um, no, uh, so this one is, thank you, neighbor. <laughs> not a fan. Uh, yeah. Uh, the oh, he does it quite, uh, quite a lot. Uh, but like, so, he's still going. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, no, so it's Randall. Has okay. a heart attack. Okay. And so he decides, uh, well, I've watched enough movies. Why don't I make one? Okay. 
So, you know, at, at the end of Clerks 2, they own the quick stop now, right? Yeah. And so it starts with them, you know, uh, he's just kind of talking or whatever, but as he, he's like kind of like doing that thing, you know, where, where everyone that's ever had a heart attack does, where they're just kind of like, oh, just, I'm just kind of uncomfortable. Something's wrong. And yeah. then he just kind of passes. He had a, it was the same one that Kevin Smith had, which is the uh, Widowmaker. Yeah, the big one. And so, like, we're talking 80% fatality rate on yeah. a Widowmaker heart, heart attack. And even weirder was that it's like Kevin Smith did an entire special while that was happening. Yep, yeah. And so after after he gets off stage, he goes, man, I just I don't fit. And he just passes out, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing happens. And, and, and as it goes, though, it's just kind of like, it's kind of meta because yeah. Randall is making clerks. Okay. So he's like, I'm going to shoot it in black and white, you know, and it's just, and they're kind of like, okay, that's kind of cool or whatever. And Kevin Smith, of course, is uh, supposedly like the, uh, uh, not director, but like the, D, the uh, DP. Yeah, he's the he's the director of photography, so he's like, I'm gonna shoot it in black and white, and he's got like all these reasons why he's doing it and things like that. And I was just kind of like, huh. So this is Clerks three talking about Clerks making. Cl- okay, <laughs> you know it's it's one of those movies that when when I bet as that idea for a third one materialized, it seemed very perfect. I mean, even in the movie. Uh, they talk about that deleted scene from Clerks One where he comes in and uh, a robber comes whatever, in and yeah. kills him. Yeah, and he goes, "What you gonna kill me? What if, what if we want to do a sequel?" He goes, "I'm not making a sequel. What am I a hack?" <laughs> and fucking Kevin Smith is right there and he's just nodding, going, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and see, I bet moments like that are probably fun as a fan of the series. I feel like yeah, like those parts, I was definitely kind of. Oh, and there's the they have the uh, uh, auditions. Okay. For the actual for the parts for yeah. the actors and whatnot, and of course that was just Kevin Smith's chance to bring in his friends. You know, Ben Affleck's one of them. Fucking nice. I, three of the four uh, impractical jokers were okay. were on there. I was like, okay, that's okay. weird. Someone made friends uh, along the way. Yeah, clearly. I was like, okay, 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 okay you do yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just kind of a uh, you know it. Was, it I mean, I enjoyed it. It was, it was a nice little bow on uh, on the series. As someone who loved the first two, you didn't feel your time was wasted. No, but at the same time, um, if I were to watch, like I said, all three in a row, I'd kind of be like, "This seems a little out of place." Yeah. Like, but at the same time, I can I can definitely it's it's one of those like I can definitely see why he needed he felt like he needed to make it. Yeah, and I can definitely see like what he was going for. So th- in those respects, yes. But at the same time, Rosario Dawson is in the third one. Okay. For a very short amount of time. Okay. Uh, do you mind if I spoil a little? Something? No, not at all. Not okay. All. So at the end of Clerks Two, um, Dante and her are together, and yeah. she's pregnant. Yeah. Okay. In the third one, she's at first you don't see her, and you're kind of like, "What the fuck? Like, what's going on?" She got hit by a drunk driver and oh. was killed, and so was the kid. Oh. And I was like, "Okay, so she just didn't agree to do the third one? No, she's in it." He he sees her in his mind, and he like talks to her and things like that. Oh wow! A couple of times, so I'm like, so let me get this straight. She's in the fucking movie. She said yes to the fucking movie, and your first thought is, let's kill her off. Let's wow, yeah. <laughs> it was, well, and it then was of course, rough. you know, didn't uh, did, didn't Kevin Smith direct Jersey Girl? He did. And doesn't that start with Jennifer Lopez dying in like the first twenty minutes? It or something? does. Uh, essentially, it's like she's didn't she die like in childbirth yeah, or something like that? I remember something similar. I think what's funny though is that it's like again like that one is is kind of like you know he did Clerks and then he did Mallrats and he did Dogma and Chasing Amy. Then here comes Jersey Girl and everyone's kind of like what the f- 
what is happening? Yeah. It's kind of out of left field. That's what Clerks 3 felt like to me. It kind of felt out of left field, but I enjoyed it. Well, and it's so funny because we get into a little bit of the meta in talking about this. And and if you're going to make a movie that's meta, there's always a bit of a risk. We saw it right. with the fourth Matrix movie recently. Right. I enjoyed it, but yeah, man, did it. people fucking hate it. I didn't mind it, but but it was very heavy handed on the idea of like like talking about the Matrix in the Matrix. as And it was just like, oh, right. I'm kind of, all right, whatever. You know, I just I love too the casting choices on a few of those. Oh yeah, I was like Neil Patrick Harris, really? Yeah, as the bad guy. Yeah, is that what we're doing? Very, okay. I wasn't okay. threatened by him, but uh, the <laughs> yeah, guy I wasn't really Jonathan I didn't feel Groff. A threat, you know, Jonathan yeah. Groff was great. Oh, he's yeah. always good, always. Um, and and the idea though that they you know didn't didn't even think for a second that maybe Agent Smith could be a part of this I, I was kind of like you know you do realize that that was kind of like one of the best parts i do yeah i was kind of curious like did i, I want to know like did they not even approach him i feel like they just uh so here's here's according to He's what i was reading sequel guy i know yeah so, so maybe after the first three in the lord of the rings he was like i'm done with sequels. He, he's like i'm tired <laughs> that, that was a lot of work right yeah. <laughs> although i feel like he's a hard-working motherfucker anyway I so yeah. i mean uh but what I, I think happened was you know they wrote the script and they wanted to kind of get away from the original trilogy while still kind of being in the was, world but so the original trilogy well like, come on yeah. I mean, you already pissed us off with the original trilogy. Like, you really want to go away from and that? Smith was not one of the things that pissed anyone no, off. No, Smith was the one that basically grounded all of us. We'd be like, what the fuck is that? Oh, there he is. But it's, it's, yeah. it's, he's kind of like looking and going, there's Mr. Okay, we're good. Well, yeah, there's Agent Smith. Sorry, we said Mr. Smith. He might come out of the fucking walls. Right. You know? <laughs> what is this disrespect? What's that green stuff? Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> the, um... You know, but but Matrix Four had issues, be, and it was because they took that chance with being meta. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you know that Star Wars lost when it went meta was um, a lot of our respect. And because you, you hit on it a little while ago, sometimes somehow Palpatine came back. That is Palpatine such a shit line. <laughs> Palpatine didn't come back because they were like, "Oh man, we're going to do seven, eight, nine, and in nine, don't you worry, Palpatine's back." They brought it's Palpatine like, back. Because J.J. Abrams came back for nine when they yeah. after eight got such crap because Ryan Johnson went. I his own still way. love the the line when they, he was going to do uh, episode seven mm-hmm. and the comment was "You fucked this up and we're going to call you Jar Jar Abrams forever." Like right. I was just like, "Yes, get him!" But the the, the original um, the original episode nine was originally supposed to be written and directed by um, uh, what's his name? It's like Trevor something. Um, if you say Trevor Noah, I'm going to laugh. No, no, no. It's, 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 it, he was one of the guys that was involved with one of the Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> it would be funny to just watch a satirical Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> right? But no, and and, and the, his script treatment for the original episode mm-hmm. nine is actually out there. You can read the storyline. It involves Finn learning the Force. It involves... Uh, uh, okay, see, know, when it, it came to... not have Palpatine anywhere yeah, in When it. it came to how they ended it, yeah. I'm like, okay, no. Yeah. You cannot... I mean, Finn was basically worthless by the end. Oh, yeah. And you're like, what? No, he had such a strong start. Here's what happened. Ryan Johnson took some chances. The fan base went nuts. Right. And Kathleen Kennedy brought J.J. Abrams back and says, you have to fix this. Listen, we uh, we fucked up. (laughs) His idea to fix it was to bring back the original Big Bad. Yeah, but like, To bring back... That's uh, not even the original Big Bad, in my opinion. Like, Darth Vader... The reason Darth Vader is the baddest motherfucker of all time is because it's like, this is the only guy in the galaxy that is going that is able to kick my ass yeah and i'm gonna kill him well and that's the interesting thing and not just kill him kill him like a mother like that dude is dead dead that guy fell for a long time palpatine's power was kind of like 
amped up at the end of Jedi. Yeah. And they just kind of went with it as if we all were on board. Meanwhile, growing up. Yeah, never I'm, explained it. Emperor was <laughs> fine and all, but Vader's the threat. Yeah. Vader's the one you care about. And so, it was like, I mean, I get it. Like, Vader was getting the, you know. So when I the, found the, out. The commands from. Yeah. But, and that's what it was, is, is in pretty much all. All media ever since the original trilogy, mm-hmm. Vader has been nerfed. He's yeah. been nerfed by the Emperor. And yep, we because, see. It. And not only that, like during Obi Wan, that that ship scene where the ship the ship is taken off, oh, and Vader just grabs just it. grabs oh, it out so of the fuck good. with a force. Yeah. and you're like, hold the fucking phone. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker is that powerful. And yeah. yeah, yes, he is. And that's why it's like, yeah, somehow Palpatine's. But go fuck yourself. And Just go fuck yourself on that one. Yeah, like, that was so dumb. It was because they felt that the fan base was going to riot if they didn't somehow bring it back to... They're Star Wars Car- nerds. They're going to riot no matter Wars. what. And in the end, for all of its flaws, Last Jedi Episode Eight, Ryan Johnson's movie, it is flawed. Oh, yeah. But Rise of Skywalker is far worse. Oh, it's far worse. We Okay, so here's what happened. I got out of the theater because, of course, the theaters. Yeah. You had to go see them oh, in yeah. theaters. Uh, I saw episode eight in theaters and we're leaving the theater and uh, whoever I was watching, I don't even remember who it was because, you know, Star Wars, not them. Yeah. I'm not here for them. I'm here for Star You're here Wars. here for the Star Wars. And uh, so they go, so what'd you think? I go, honestly, I don't have an opinion until I see episode nine. Okay. Because so the way that it worked was episode seven. Great. Yeah. But to be fair, they just sort of, you know, a lot of did episode four again. Like, yeah. And so. All right. Cool. It works. It was very safe and a lot of fan service. A lot of fun. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. And so then episode eight, I'm like, if episode nine had been amazing, I wouldn't hate episode eight. Yeah. But be, the, being how it ended, I hate it. I I hate it. I, it's, I, it's about 30 minutes to 45 minutes too long. I like the Luke and Ray stuff, even though Luke is a crotchety old man. Right. Um, I really enjoy the spice, uh, the salt planet scenes. Right. Yeah. That, that was that, great. But then also you've got this. But the casino random planet casino, crap. Casino. They've got random. Fu- and what is her name? Rose. Yeah. And her sister. What a throwaway fucking storyline. That's and the worst part of that was J.J. Abrams immediately sidelines her in nine. If she had had a point in nine, I would have loved her more. Yeah, you'd have been like, okay, so this is right. the origin, and yeah. then in nine she does, does something. Thing. Yeah. Benicio del Toro. Oh my god. What the fuck? That was the worst part. What the? That fuck? That was the worst part because that made the entire Canto Blight scene pointless. Because Everything. he wasn't even the guy he claimed he was. He was. It, that entire was plot like, line was crap. So was there like a bet? You know what I mean? Like, it, was it like, hey, I bet I can make this two and a half fucking hours? Yeah. And it's just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's just. Because like they get to Canto Blight, the car gets towed. Right. They, their ship gets towed. They they accidentally. They should have just given the this shit to John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah. It was like they should have just been like, hey, Favreau, come that, on in. That bud. whole plot was bad. Or fucking uh, what is his name? Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. Now, Both of which, uh, Favreau and Filoni had... He, Filoni wrote Clone Wars. Filoni is our Clone Wars guy. And, so, and then Favreau not only had a part in Clone Wars, but helped with mm-hmm. a lot of the exactly. story and what have you. He was a voice, he was a writer, and, and now, of course, he's so taking like, the lead on Mandalorian. After all of that, after all that work that these two guys have done on your fucking universe... And you're still such a piece of shit that you bring in someone else to try and do their version of it. Why? That's more of the meta because it turns out that you you don't get the same respect doing TV that you do doing film. And because of right. that, it's like a fucking like gatekeeping. Like you, oh, you you can't do a film. But Although now, he, now the, that Filoni and Favreau have done all this Mandalorian Boba Fett, now they're going to give him a movie. Oh yeah. Now and they're I mean, like, which oh is yeah. Fucking insane to me because yeah. I'm just kind of like, 
did, did you, I'm sorry, not even just Clone Wars. Favreau basically, and I'm, this is going to get a lot of hate. Favreau basically started the Marvel Universe as we know it today. Oh, of course. And so it's just like, why in the fuck would you not trust him with Star Wars? Yeah, exactly. And so because of that, now we've got 7, 8, 9, and everyone's kind of like, did this really need to get made? No. I mean... I mean, yeah, it did. We'd been waiting for him for decades. Yeah, but but they needed in that to be case, done right. give it another few years. They needed to be a roadmap. Really flush him out. Because obviously, if you have an original guy that's going to do this, mm-hmm. and then he falls out, and you just randomly grab another guy, yeah, that didn't get flushed out. That wasn't something that was just kind of like, and let's we, do this. Ooh, I've got burps. It's about a plan. <laughs> you got a plan. The burps got a plan. <laughs> It's about My having plan a is plan. Burps. If, if <laughs> Catherine Kennedy had had a, a, a plan for seven, eight, nine, yeah. she could have. The directors could have enacted that plan and made a great overall story. Filoni had a plan for Clone Wars. Yeah. And each season, you can see that in the arcs. Most of these storylines are three to four episode arcs. Fantastic storylines. Essentially, feel like mini movie, or not even mini movies, but movies. Yeah. Like, and that's uh, the other show that we were going to talk about is the same uh, Doctor Who. Yeah. I, I when people are kind of like, you know, I've never seen Clone Wars. I'm like, well, do you like Star Wars? Yeah. Do you like Doctor Who? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, is it like that? I go, it's like Doctor Who in the sense that it's like every episode is kind of uh, a movie. Yeah. That if you wanted to, hey, I don't have to watch the next one. I'll wait to watch that. But well, with, with Clone Wars, you've got like three episode arcs that are movies or right. four episode arcs. So and in some cases, even more like they're Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But like and you get you get uh more in depth, like not only like we talked a little bit about Ahsoka, but the entire clone trooper brigade that yeah. is under the command of Obi Wan and Anakin, uh, led by Captain Rex, who's another one of the clones, Rex. you know, voiced by Tamora Morrison. <laughs> I think he's voiced by Tamora Morrison. I got to double check that. Excuse I, me. Excuse I'm me pretty, if I'm wrong. I'm you pretty might sure not have he. Uh, and then they they made Bad Batch from yeah, that. It's exactly. The, yeah. exactly. And that's you get introduced to the Bad Batch in the last season of Clone yeah. Wars. And then uh, Bad Batch. I highly recommend. But I'm sitting on a Bad Batch Are blanket. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> watched that one yet. <laughs> oh. It's, Nice. So good. And 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 the these characters, like Captain Rex, for example, you know, he's just a clone. Right. But the clones get such individual personalities. And to, to clones like um uh Fives, for example, you yeah. know, they all have nicknames. Right. These guys to to see them grow and evolve and get hurt and suffer and even die over mm-hmm. the course of these seasons, you feel for them. Oh yeah. And that I mean, they even show, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they even show in the Clone Wars, they show uh, Order 66 being we taken get a place. Taste, we get a taste of Order 66 and ahead like, of time. Holy sh- You never thought about it from that side of things. It's an it's ama- like, they have to make that decision whether or not they want to be a part of that. Well, and, No, no. That's the thing. It was, it was programmed in their brains. Well, no. But, okay. So, oh, I'm thinking of Bad Batch. So, okay. it, with Bad Batch, uh, this is, uh, for those of you who don't know about the show, uh, Bad Batch is a platoon like of special clones. Forces. Well, they're kind of like defects. Okay. And yeah. so, like, you've got one, you got Wrecker, who is, like, bigger, uh-huh. and he's strong. So it's just like they go, okay. And then you've got Hunter, who is like, he can, he's recon out the ass. Like, this guy can sneak up on anybody. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Tech, mm-hmm. pretty, yep. yeah, pretty he, self explanatory name. Guy, yeah. Uh, and then you've got like Echo, who, yep. like, he just kind of like, had an accident. And but Echo they... was one of the, the original clones. Yeah. Like, he was saved by the Bad Batch and Rex. And yeah. And he had, he had like an accident. So they put him with the Bad Batch. And then you yeah. have Crosshair, who is, yep. you know, he's our sniper. <sighs> What a bad boy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> but essentially, though, it's just kind of like the reason that they're called the Bad Batch is during Order 66, they decide they're not doing it. Wow. They're like, nope, I'm not doing that shit. And so once the other clones find out about that, you know, they find out, oh, shit, they're they're going to kill us. Mm-hmm. So they bail. They're just yeah. like, no, nope, I'm not doing this. And uh, it's just it's really fucking cool, though. It, it is kind of like 
and I'm kind of a fucking nerd for this shit, but it is kind of one of those like, do you take the orders or do you realize morality is not? Well, I want to know more about why they were able to ignore the orders because there's so, a great Clone Wars arc right. where one of the clones suddenly starts shooting at the Jedi. Right. And, and you so, find out that his chip or whatever it was activated early. So Tech actually goes in and is just kind of like looking at it all. Okay. And apparently because of their abnormalities okay. in their clone uh, bodies and what have you, they're able to do that. See, that's great. But I don't th- – I think it's like later you find out one of them – can't yeah like he's just still programmed that way and he kind of like you know he does the you know orders or orders he's one of those guys mm-hmm. very fucking and that's one of the neat things about uh, the last season of the clone wars because we talked about how most of it i is love it because two it's, and three, well, because and it's but the, the subtlety last se- the last season of the clone wars takes place during episode three no shit and there's an arc with ahsoka where you actually see when order 66 is initiated gotcha. and suddenly her entire team turns on her and she ends up, I think she ends up saving Rex and manages to kind of get him to snap I out of it. I 100% believe it because she's, again, yeah. a bad bitch. But that's it, <laughs> it, it's, And that's one of the great things about And that season was released a little bit later. It was released about three years later, I think. I sort of got, though, the funniest thing to me was not... Uh, was not people saying, like, oh, Ahsoka's going to be made or anything like that. Yeah. It was when they go, she's going to show up on Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. And as soon as she was on screen, I swear to God, look... <laughs> I'm a, I'm as manly of a man as any of you motherfuckers, and I swear to God, she's on screen, and I'm going. Oh, I was giggling and like just being like, "There she is." The the end of the Clone Wars cartoon. I won't get super into it because I want I want listeners to to check it out for sure. But um, that's that's a hard binge. I, I will like we were saying that is that is a long binge. So Ahsoka, you definitely don't want to get anything ruined. Ahsoka was. Anakin's Padawan, but right. by the end of the series, she is no longer in the Jedi Order anymore. Right. She kind of goes on her own She thing, leaves right? and goes on her own. Yeah. And there's kind of a situation where she is at a place, and then a few days later, Darth Vader, newly minted Darth Vader. Right. You know, still getting used to his new clothes. Right. <laughs> he's in the same place. Jesus. And he sees her lightsaber on the ground. And he knows it's hers, or one of hers, or maybe it's both. I don't recall. But the point is, he has this She's so bad, she has two. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad bitch. Oh, and the way she holds them? Oh, come on. Every every time. And they're white. Every time I pick up a large knife, I immediately hold it. Just like Ahsoka's fucking savers. Oh, the best feeling. I love it. I saw a meme that was like uh, me at six years old when I pick up a stick, and he's like holding it like a sword. It's like me at 35 when I pick up a stick. Oh, yeah. But that shot of Vader and and he he can you know you can tell he can feel her he knows she well, was there. Well, and I mean like people underestimate the part that it's like everything that these people are writing and doing and things like that they they already thought about this. This was not just like a, a one off. Oh yeah. Where it's like hey, wouldn't it be cool if Darth Vader was there? It's like no no no. He knows she's there because the force mm-hmm. is, is so strong in both of them that it's kind of like when you take two magnets then you try and push them together on the on the same you know. Yep. And they just push each other apart and shit like that. So he can feel her exactly. Whether she's like on the other side of the planet, he's just like okay, that, and, b- that bitch is here. And That's- you know, in this <laughs> season, we've been without the two of them together. Together all season long. I was and, and genuinely surprised him. that uh, she didn't really make an appearance in uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, me too. I was I, pretty shocked by that. Well, and obviously, you know, to to there's always the big question. Once you learn that Anakin had a Padawan, how come he never mentions her in Episode Three? How come there's no right to her at all? And obviously, metatextually, it's because she was kind of created later. Right. Well, I mean, it, well, it, and we understand that, but it's like but, if you wanted to be a dick and be that guy, you could you could definitely pick away at a lot of shit. But it's like because of that that 
you know, linear timeline of Clone Wars to this, to this, to this, and it being those same people. And what's great is we see the moment where they, they get a chance to talk again. She's not in the order. She's still out of the order. Right. But they meet up, and then she asks for their help to go do a thing. Yeah. Because she's going to go capture Darth Maul. We haven't even talked about how great Darth Maul is on the show. But You mean Spider-Maul? Spider-Maul. Well, so <laughs> that whole scene, oh my God. But so anyway, so she's going to go catch Maul, and they're like, we can't. Because the Chancellor was just kidnapped by General Grievous. Literally the beginning of episode three. Right. So what you learn is, yeah, Anakin doesn't talk about Ahsoka in the two hours of episode three. Right. But two minutes before you see him on screen, he was talking to her. Right. <laughs> that level. You take a little bit of comfort in it. You know what right? I mean? That it's like. It goes, okay. Okay. You know? I, I get that He now. was distracted. He didn't need to talk about her because he just seen her. <laughs> you know? You're not going to talk about me for the next two hours right? after like, I Right. Like, I'm not going to go in there and be like, hey, babe. So Hilton, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we got to talk about this. Right? <laughs> well, another that's also because you know she was on her mission exactly. that she's doing. So, and I think too, it speaks wonders as to you know where he was at with her. That it was just kind of like he trusted her to get her shit done. Yeah, it exactly. was the reason he didn't talk about her is because he's not thinking about her. Yeah, he all he knows is that he goes, hey, go get this done. Yep. And it's got to get done. He trained her, and and in the the, the storyline that leads to her no longer being in the Jedi Order. You really – it was a disappointing story because obviously I, I, I would have wanted Ahsoka to be in the Order forever. I would, oh, absolutely. She's my Jedi, for right. God's sake. I mean, and but, so I there's a story behind the white lightsabers, right? I don't know it uh, I, I feel like – hold on. I'm, I might look that so up you real pull quick. Up. Well, why I, are you talking I, about- I remember somebody saying something along the lines of like, yeah, she's so badass. Be, you know, did you ever hear the lore of the white lightsabers? And they never could – they never told me about it. It's the buddy I told you about that he has a yeah. few and we go immediately to Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Explanation of white lightsaber. Well, while you're looking that up, she she goes chasing after Maul, and and Maul being brought back for the show is another reason to check it out. Because if you loved those three scenes with him, you get so much more of him. So much Maul. Yeah, so much Maul. <laughs> and not only from how he survived episode one and and the strange creature that was found when he was saved, you know, right. like, like you say, he was essentially part they cut, spider. They cut him in half. Yeah. They cut and then so half. they're like, well, okay, well, let's yeah, make him badass and they, give him like they, fucking spider lower new half. Legs yeah. For him, yeah. Uh, the white lightsaber mm-hmm. symbolizes purity of thought, emotion, oh, wow. and action. It represents the balance between good and evil. You can call it the middle way. It is believed that those who wield this weapon have embraced both sides of the force, but are not bound to either. You know, I mean, it's... Which, I mean, kind of makes sense. It does, but I will say that Ahsoka is not a character that dips into the dark side very much. I mean, I, here's the thing, though. I think it's it's less talking about using both of the things and more talking about the realization that you need both. Yeah, for sure. So I think, yeah. and considering the way that she operates, and you talk that about makes total sense. Thought, every action that she does is always very, very much, meticulous. Yeah, very. She's John Wick of Star Wars, oh, man. Yeah. Like she is very methodical yep. and very to the point. You know yep. what I mean? Like fucking incredible. And to to see her grow up too you know you talk about things that get an emotional response out of you she, in Star yeah, Wars. she started as a child she starts as a young kid and, and she's originally in the Star Wars Clone Wars movie which is not you very talk good. about going through some shit holy yeah. fuck but in the show <laughs> she grows up and you really get to see her become a young woman and someone who as a viewer you're kind of proud of oh yeah it's great to see her make these choices be like yeah Soka hell yeah nailed it yes <laughs> and even funnier though is that just when she did get on screen and uh, the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. you're just sitting there looking, and you're like, 
this is exactly who I was hoping she would turn into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you're watching it and she's a kid and Anakin's kind of like, you know, he's very much, he's less uh, the way Obi-Wan was with him and more like, hey, knock it off. Yeah, you know, he's he's that guy. He's like a like a brother, like a yeah. big brother. And so as she gets older, though, I, I the reason I think I like that explanation of the white lightsabers is because the people that you meet that are so calm mm-hmm. and collected and what have you have gone through some shit, but it doesn't define them. Exactly, they understand the necessary of evil and good and things like that, and they're very chill about it. And yeah. I loved that. That was kind of the way that they had her do her thing. I will take a character like that who learns a little from both sides, right, and still chooses a a a positive path for sure over trying to immortalize some villain you know after trying yeah. to fucking celebrate joaquin phoenix's joker or bullshit <laughs> like that you know give me a character that knows pain that knows struggle that knows yeah. anger and hate but still chooses love but and not only that it, it doesn't even necessarily need to go that far even it yeah. just give me somebody that it's just kind of like more complex yeah palpatine's not that complex he's just an evil fucking dude yeah yeah. And if it's the evil choice to make, he's going to make it. Yeah, and that's why I have honestly found him to be such a boring villain. So, he's a bummer. Everyone, <laughs> you know, you could take an, like, before we got Darth Maul back in the Clone Wars, yeah. they kind of had a substitute Maul, uh, Savajo Press. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it almost felt like Dave Filoni came up with another uh, Dathomirin, that's where, where Maul is from, Dathomir, uh, to, to, <laughs> to put in Maul's place. Yeah. And then somebody, a higher up office said, no, you could have Maul, bring him back, whatever. Who cares? And they sure enough, they brought <laughs> Maul back and eventually got rid of Savage. Can Press you imagine and... being like a like a Lucasfilm higher up? Yeah, and like yeah. somebody's just emailing you like, "Hey, so uh, so I figured I can't use Maul, so I'm gonna make a new Maul." No, 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 and just immediately message him back. Like you could be at home and your phone goes off and you're like, "Fuck that!" No, 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 no. Here you go. Do <laughs> Maul. Yeah. <laughs> and and Savage Press turned out to be a pretty cool character. He was fine. Well, and I mean, but that's the thing though is that it's like when it comes to Star Wars characters and the reason that fandom is what it is is that mm-hmm. star wars characters are either very fucking cool yeah or just not yeah they really it's it's they swing for the fences or they're striking out like it's yeah. just one or the other so like you've got like with boba fett come on the reason i got i have a boba fett tattoo nice. i love boba fett yeah. but the thing that always irked me was boba fett's ending in the original trilogy oh, i'm just, like come on it was an accident yeah like you fucking kidding me so when he just crawls out and then just you get to see him be a fucking badass, mm-hmm. what we all needed, I think, yeah. as Star Wars fans. I'm sitting there the whole time. I feel like I cried. You know what I mean? I was just like, thank God. Well, and especially <laughs> after when he showed up in Mandalorian season two, it was so good. Yeah. You know, that was such. And, and to see, uh, you know, get to, to get to ride in Slave One. Oh, just, yeah. To learn how Slave One yeah. moves from vertical to horizontal yeah. was so cool. Oh, I'm sitting there watching it the whole time going. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm fine. And that's what the, the things that the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett have done well and the Clone Wars does so well is that world building. Oh, yeah. Giving you those little insights into what this world is and all about. And things that you never think about. Like, yeah. you didn't think about, okay, there are there are criminals. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I get that. And then there, apparently there are pirates. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. That's something that I didn't know, but now I do. Cool. That's one reason why I love, love Hondo so much is because you yeah. learn a little bit about the world of smuggling and about how, like... This guy is not 
a bad guy. He's yeah. just an out for himself guy. I do love the the entire factions of. We find out in Star Wars, you know, you've got Han Solo who is a smuggler. That's his job. Um, but then you find out that he got hired by Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Then you then you find out that there are other smugglers out there, and mm-hmm. you know when he's talking about everybody gets boarded, you know things like that. And then you have factions of bounty hunters. So you have yeah. Boba Fett in the original trilogy. Then you find out from the Mandalorian that this is like this is there is a guild. Yeah. There's there's even an cart- entire thing mm-hmm. and then you've there's got cartels you've yeah got like the and pikes you, and then you've got your faction of of course jedi and whatnot mm-hmm. and of course that's what clone wars tends to more focus on was the was the uh, uh jedi part of things well we, it's neat because you got the jedi you got the culture of the clones there were whole episodes right. that that focused on the clone facilities and how they developed unique personalities and we talked right. a little bit about their, their some of their unique names and stuff you also got learned so much more about the Sith. We haven't even gotten into like Asajj Ventress, right. another Sith warrior who who causes major problems for the Jedi. But then later you have her teaming up <laughs> that with is Ahsoka kind of their for thing. stuff. You know? They do enjoy causing problems They like for to them. cause the problems. They're big on it. They're, that's <laughs> their thing, man. Sith might mean problems. Which I love language. the people that like, I know you know, I know you're going to know what I'm talking about. The people that you talk to and they're just kind of like, oh yeah, I'd, I'd totally be a Jedi. Oh, I'd be yeah. a Jedi. And it's like, I've talked to you for 30 minutes now. Yeah. And you are a douchebag. You would not <laughs> yeah, be yeah. a fucking... You don't have discipline? What? You are a fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah. You're a fucking Han Solo at best. Like, uh-huh. get fucked. Like, yeah. you're a fucking... You're the dude at the other table in the cantina when Greedo gets shot. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Just <laughs> getting drunk. You're getting <laughs> drunk in Mos Eisley. That's it. That's all you're good for. But I mean, like, when I... when I, Of course, every Star Wars fan has that moment where they're kind of thinking, like, you know... What would I be? I genuinely think because of the kind of guy that I am. Yeah. I wouldn't be a Sith or a Jedi. I would be fucking, I'd be like Ahsoka. I would be middle, middle of the road. Yeah. Oh, see another burp. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I hope so. That, and that's the thing is these characters, you find characters to want to emulate. Yeah. You know, like Ahsoka, you know, you, I think everyone's got their, like, I feel like I, I would challenge anyone out there that if you've never sat down and just kind of like watched a yeah. lot of Star Wars or anything. I guarantee you there's a character out there that you're going to identify with so hard. And likewise, hate. There are characters oh my God. who you will hate more than loathe. anyone. Like, <laughs> one of the ones it's I wanted to talk about. Hate, it's loathe to your core. Like, like, when they're on screen, you're like, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> ask anyone who's ever watched the Clone Wars all the way through how they feel about Jedi Master Pong Krell. Pong Krell, And gotcha. you will watch them foam at the mouth <laughs> you want to talk about an you example talked about him <laughs> it, it it is essentially a four episode arc about war crimes and it's it's about there a, are a lot of those in this fucking it's universe. about a jedi leader that takes his clone army into essentially an impossible mission mm-hmm. and forces them to essentially die Jesus. by his command and it's it, it leads to a question of mutiny they they do that quite a bit too and, and i'm that. watching this as a 40 something year old man i'm like this was a kid's show. This <laughs> teaching kids how to stand up to bad authority. Yeah. How to how to say no, I won't do something just because the you said to. The entire idea that people were upset, they go, oh, episode seven, eight, nine. Let me guess. Y'all are going to make them woke? I'm like, did you not watch the same fucking original trilogy exactly. that we did? Exactly. This was all about a society that is uh, just wrapped up by this fucking empire. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what you have to do in order to oh. be right. And then... The Jedi are rebel scum. They yeah. they rebel against the entire society, and get, fuck you. It's an entire <laughs> it's an entire series about fighting fascism. 
fuck fascism. Yeah. Exactly. Fuck Nazis fuck and fuck space Nazis. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> That's what the Empire is. They were fucking space Nazis. And I like that they kind of took that and ran with it for 7, 8, 9 because like multiple times you see somebody in front of a giant room mm-hmm. full of these fucking fascists oh, all yeah. in a row and he the flags behind him and everything like that and you're like ooh yeah if he goes into german we're going to have to cut this yeah uh, episode like, episode 7 had a great scene early on with the third the third reich I was going to call it the, the, the first it might order as well be. not the third reich the first order the first order and Domin- listen you change the, the 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 word and the number but we right. know what it is like and i think it's i think it's dominic Gleason. he plays uh, the the redheaded guy um that guy is such a good villain in that movie it, he and it sucks so much because in nine he turns out to be a, a, a an idiot right and he's he, kind of he's yeah. just nerfed and nerfed again and it sucked too because like when last jedi came out and he's got that scene with poe yeah and poe's like prank calling him <laughs> i was cracking up in the theater yes. because just poe can being you, can so you, can you speak into the mic yeah. hold on i can't hear you yeah. <laughs> uh, i'm trying to reach hucks is, is is, i'm trying to reach hucks yeah. and he just went through this whole like, fucking like villainous like i will and he's like all this shit and he goes, and like can you hear me you know <laughs> what what? <laughs> and it, it was so funny in the theater, but then I realized, like, after watching it again, I'm like, you know what, though? Hux isn't threatening there. Yeah. And Hux was set up so well to and, be threatening and, in like, episode okay, seven. Obviously, we're both comedians, so yeah. we, we totally understand the need for comedic relief and things like that. But pick your fucking characters better, man. Yeah. Don't make the guy that we're supposed to be afraid of. A comedic relief. That's not supposed to happen. Ryan Johnson got famous for movies like uh, Knives Out and then later Glass Onion. Right. Movies where Which twists and turns and the them. unexpected. Yes. Oh, I, I haven't seen Glass Onion yet because I'm saving it, oh, but Knives nice. Out is so good. It's quite nice. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's just... He thought he was being brought into Star Wars to do the same thing. Right. And he wasn't. Well, but that that's, goes back to what we were talking about, that it's like, why in the fuck would you do this? Why would you bring in someone that has never done anything for this universe before and give them no direction? Like, give them no real direction. Yeah, that's it. They needed a roadmap. Likewise, they needed a roadmap for JJ, and and it wasn't just fixed Jar Jar? Yeah, right. Jar Jar Abrams? Jar Jar Abrams? Jar 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 Abrams? All JJ lens flare Abrams? Right. (laughs) And there wasn't even enough lens flare in episode seven. (laughs) I feel like he he got made fun enough. enough, One more time. He got made fun of enough for it that it was just kind of like... Yeah, I'm not doing that this round. Yeah, it's just too bad. I like a good lens flare. I, I, I enjoyed Star Trek. I know a lot of people kind of hated on it a little I bit. I the first one. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I even liked the, uh, what was it, the second one? The second when one's they... Into Darkness with Benedict Cumberbatch's Khan. And then third I is Beyond with... Um, Honestly, it's... I enjoyed all of them. I, I really did. I but, did not like two and three. that's because I'm not a Star Trek nerd. Yeah. I'm a Star Wars nerd. But I am when I came to those, I never really watched a lot of Star Trek. I watched a lot of Next Generation. Yeah. I, and then a little well, bit of I original. watched a lot of Next Generation with my mom when I was a kid. But, yeah. And then later on in life when I thought, you know, holy shit, I think my mom was a Star Trek nerd. Like, it was, and I it love, was weird. I love that you went there because I've been watching Star Trek. I uh, I got back okay. into it. I jumped onto Star Trek Discovery, which is the... the That's the new one, right? The, it's on it's a... the first of the new ones. It okay, came back on about Paramount four years ago. Plus, Paramount I Plus. Okay. And I'm in a couple of Star Trek groups on Facebook now just for the memes, and, and they do a lot of next-gen and original I series. I love stuff, nerd memes. Right? They're so in-depth sometimes that and you're like, talk, holy shit. You and I at the start of the episode talked about the toxicity of fan bases, and... 
Holy shit. Star the, Trek fans, the, holy fuck. The hate that the early seasons of Discovery get. Holy fuck. I don't I didn't even watch it and I still somehow stumbled upon it just because you know you're in particular nerd forums and what have you. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there and I just see comments of things that I'm just like, good good like there are people that are talking about like if they go forward with this, I hope every one of them die. And it's just like, holy fuck, dude, calm down. Like Discovery has got um uh, a uh, gay a male gay couple uh, on the bridge. Oh, that that gets them started every time. And 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 why is it that it's like when it's a it's a female gay couple, they don't really bat an eye. But if it's two dudes, they're like, hi now. It's butt sex. It's, it's the butt sex. People yeah. have a problem with butt sex. I love that. I, is- I really do. Just because the, all, all a gay man has to do to upset a Republican is just, you know, exist. Yeah. Like, that's all that guy has that's, to do. That's, that's and I got to tell you, that's the most punk rock shit I've ever heard in my and life. You know, you, know, you know what it is? I'm gonna, I, I know we're getting a little off topic here, but not as much. On as binge? No. But here's the deal. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand the butt sex, and it really weirds them out. But on the flip side, with him and his old lady, he's been trying to talk her into it for years. So this is why... Yeah, I don't understand that part. Like, yeah. I'm just like, okay, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're just not on the receiving end. And, and, calm and, down. And the worst part is, fellas, all y'all have got stuff built in where you're going to enjoy it more anyway. <laughs> so I hate to break it to you guys. You're going to love it. What was it? It was a... I think it might have been a... We love memes around here. Uh, <laughs> I would think it was a meme, but it was just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to... I'm really going to fuck with them. What are you going to do? I'm going to put in the book that homosexuality is a sin? No. Yeah, <laughs> but then I'm going to put the G-spot behind the butt. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Discovery gets a lot of grief uh, from people who don't like that it kind of it, it, it went a little different direction but here's what cracks me up about that is that it's like let me get this straight just just so we're all clear here Captain Kirk can fuck every color of woman from around the galaxy he can get covered in all all manner of alien secretions and oh, yeah. fuzzy little no ones and all kinds Gay people are where we draw the line well, and, and in he, this galaxy. And, <laughs> like, and, and it's only because they're assholes now, because they're forgetting that in 1960-whatever, mm-hmm. when that spaceship had uh, a, a white man, a black woman, an mm-hmm. Asian man, a Russian man, and an alien all on the bridge, that was about as woke as shit got back oh, then. Oh, yeah, and that pissed people off back then. They are just kind of oh, like, yeah. whoa, hold on. The, and even weirder was that like they're pointing out specific characters and going, listen, I'm not racist, but what she's doing up there. And I'm like, um, okay, so you ruined it. Racist. Like You really ruined yeah. it with that first part uh, because you're racist. That's <laughs> So in the group on Facebook, they always talk about how Star Trek was always woke. And, and I will go one further. 99% of all sci-fi is woke. You cannot have sci-fi that isn't woke. That's not how it works. Yeah. Because you're discovering new things exactly. every time. Now, you can you can be a conservative asshole and do sci-fi because Orson Scott Card exists. That's actually called Hercules. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that Kevin as well. Soro, Kevin uh, Sorbo also exists. Is it Sorrow or Sorbo? Sorbo. Oh, well, he yeah. just fills me with Sorrow. Sorrow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you good fucker. <laughs> but, but you can't have really quality sci-fi without having diversity because it's you literally can. what exploration in the stars so, right like you cannot make a sci-fi where it's like well we traveled light years to another planet and they all fucking look like us yeah, like exactly that's, that's yeah. not that's how, not this how it fucking works, works man yep. that yeah. would be the most boring fucking sci-fi show ever yeah. but what's funny though is that it's like no matter what's fandom you're talking about when it comes to sci-fi you're always still gonna have those fucking idiots that are sitting there going like well how come how come you know they gotta have gay characters uh they're just trying to be woke it's like dude 
Did you not see the part where there was like a six and a half foot tall green guy that's also on the fucking bridge? Yeah. You don't actually know if that's a guy. You don't know how that species operates. Yeah. You don't know if maybe, hey, I have 18 genders, it, actually. It's, it's just like all these assholes that went to a Rage Against the Machine concert and was like, when did they get political? <laughs> yeah. When they formed when, the fucking yeah. band. Sorry, what what machine did you think they were raging against? Like, <laughs> the, the dryer? They're pissed at like, like copy machines? Like, like a, what's happening? Like a Ford? What do you think it was? <laughs> all of their concerts are just them chucking. Fucking fax machines at people, <laughs> yeah, like ah! smashing a printer. <laughs> you know, like, like the okay. This is all, definitely off topic, but it makes me laugh every time. There's uh, so where I work, we have um, it's at a casino, and I work at this bar where we have cover bands come in, but nice. they're not like specific band cover bands. They're more like you know we're just gonna play covers. Yeah, like a party band. There you go. Yeah. And so there's one band that comes through, and every time they always like to end. With Rage Against the Machine. Nice. Now, when it comes to the part where she says, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, uh-huh. she says, forget you, I won't do what you tell me. Okay. And the irony of that is not lost on me. <laughs> I laugh about it every time. I'm like, do you guys not get the irony of you can't actually sing the original version because they told you not to? Yeah. And you're like, forget you, I won't do what you tell me. It's like, mm, but you're doing it. But you did it. You're totally doing it. You're doing exactly what they told you. But you I mean, are, like, you are not raging. If you, the if you look at, is not raging there's no rage in this machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you look at like Rage Against the Machine, fucking uh, any kind of punk albums, any kind of metal albums, oh, things yeah. like that, that is what fucking Jedi's were doing. Yeah, like they were going against the whole thing. And so for people to be like, oh, they're woke now, it's like. You fucking idiots. Like, yeah. did you just learn these words? And, and that's what it like, is. <laughs> too many people are listening to, to uh, not even DeSantis. like, not even like real news, not your local news. No. Turn on your local CBS, Fox, NBC station. Mm-hmm. Watch the five o'clock news mm-hmm. with Bob Johnson, that yeah. local favorite. Who's you not, might that's get an opinion news. or two. Maybe. Yeah. But, Ma- that's, that's but news. maybe turn off the goddamn cable news. Fox news <laughs> recently got sued. Lost. Yeah. Because they were lying, they admitted to lying, yeah. and then later, retract. Like the but, the mental gymnastics that these people go through every day is just exhausting. And but even listen, I mean, I, I will. I could. We could do a whole show on how Fox, OAN, and Newsmax are literally. I was lying actually going to pitch viewers. that to you uh, after this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but every one of them, even MSNBC and CNN, I, I I would not watch in my free time because besides the news segments that they mm-hmm. do have true news, every one of them is delivering some news. Somewhat. But they have the pundits. Yeah. And the minute you have the two boxes with the two faces talking about an issue yeah you're just getting your head filled with bullshit the way that i always told it is that um i was like okay here's how here's how here's here's why i hate them yeah let's say you and i are having a conversation and we're talking about this time that i ran into let's look at the wall let's pick a comedian burkett let's go with burkett burkett love okay burkett. so nicola burkett is one of my all-time favorite comedians Great right guy. love that guy and uh-huh. i and i probably always will so here's the thing let's say me and you were talking about him and i and i'm telling you a story about when burkett said something to me and when i do it i go and then he comes up saying oh this is what happened and the, the second i use that tone mm-hmm. and the second that i start doing that you now have negative feelings towards Burkett because yeah. of this story. Yeah. That should never enter the news. Yeah. You should never tell the news in a sense of like, okay, we're going to word it this way. And the problem is these 24-hour channels can't just do news. They have, so they, they have to run out of the time. Yeah. So they, get into, like, they, they bring on people to talk about these issues, and that's where it gets a problem because – 
everyone needs to stop worrying about what the fuck is woke or whatever. Yeah. And they just need to watch the goddamn show. Uh, I think DeSantis uh, said, go woke, go broke. Yeah. Meanwhile, I've got a little mermaid movie. In the world. Yeah. I got a little mermaid movie proving that that ain't true at all. Oh, we got Bud Light sales proving that's not fucking true. Exactly. And uh, my favorite fucking thing in the world is right now, every one of these people believes wholeheartedly, no matter what statistics you show them. Yeah. Bud Light is going bankrupt. Target is going bankrupt oh, yeah. because they decided they're not using it. And it's like, Homie, I don't know how to tell you this. Their sales went up. Yeah. Because essentially the rest of us heard what they were doing, heard that it pissed you off, and we love it. But but at the <laughs> same time, Bud Light sucks. It's just not a good beer. It's just crap beer. So Even Bud Heavy, like uh, just a Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'll drink it, and I'm like, this is water, man. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm so sick of these debates. Watch Star Wars because it's a good fucking series. Yeah. And there's great stuff there. And if you're worrying about what's woke or not woke or who hates, you know what? You're missing the damn point. Also, what I think is funny is that if they sat their kid in front of Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. Just have your kid watch Clone Wars. Then see what, what, what happens with that kid's mentality towards life. Because I'm telling you right now, but, it's not going woke to just be mindful of other people that's it get the stupid term away from it and be like well what did you learn kid and the kid's not going to say oh i learned that you gotta stop <laughs> i learned that liberals like their light swords yeah. and robes the kid's <laughs> not gonna say, but the kid's gonna say you should help people yeah if someone's being mean that you is should stop the basis them. of most kids shows yeah. is help people yeah. don't judge people learn what you can Go from there. Like even like you know we talked about uh, hating fascism and 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 I don't like talking Boy, about Boy howdy do we. I don't like talking <laughs> about fascism with regards to American politics because it's hard for me to You I, don't want to jump the gun on that yeah, cuz I'm pretty sure we're on our way. <laughs> right, I just but at the same time I know that there's many elements of the the uh, people who are ideologically opposed to me that are not trying to promote fascism. But that's they not, are though. That's but, not, but but we disagree on this one just simply because I find that if you have ignorance towards something and it propels that thing, that ignorance is you pushing that forward. But if I can focus more on a, a specifics of an action, like right. if, if they are being uh, discriminatory against gay people. Right. Then instead of worrying about whether or not they might be falling into the category of fascism, if I just say, hey, I need you to stop being mean to the gays. <laughs> you know? That's fair. That's something that, that's a tangible thing. I, yeah. Well, because it's like you kind of, you hear these people that are talking about like, well, what what can we do about that? And that right there, just step one. Just, yeah. Just exactly. do something. Exactly. It doesn't necessarily have to be a one step and, end all be all. And there just, are... Take the steps. And there are many people who will who will say, but I don't understand or I don't support. It's like, okay. You know what, though? You don't have to understand. That is okay. You don't have to support every other lifestyle. I love the idea of we do I don't need understand, you to stop so that's being, why you hate them? But we need you to <laughs> stop being mean. Yeah. You know? You, you, you can't be hateful anymore. But yeah, if you're wrestling with some shit inside, fuck yeah, let's go talk about that. Ask somebody, ha- goddamn it. Look, look what happened to Anakin. He didn't talk to anybody. Burnt I, to a crisp. I am 43 <laughs> years old. When I was 16 years old, I did not understand homosexuality. Oh, none of us did. Uh, 30 some odd years later, I'm a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> I To this day, one of my all-time favorite jokes I've ever heard from stage was yours. It was the one where you go, uh, yeah, a bunch of guys in high school used to call me gay. Turns out I'm bi, so they were half right. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I loved it. So, I didn't know why I loved it so much at the time. Right. <laughs> but and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, not even those of us who may be in a certain group or whatever understand everything about it. Right, it's an ongoing process. You don't, and you don't speak for everyone in that group either. You know, and and the thing about oh, I don't understand, so I hate. It's like cool. You do realize that there is an entire group 
decades ago. Not. Let's go ahead and clarify real quick. That was not a lifetime ago that things like yeah. civil rights were happening, things oh, like yeah. that. None of you and I will never understand what it's like to be black in this country, oh, whether yeah. it be now or into eternity, whatever. Yeah. We'll never understand it. We don't have to. Yeah. We just have to respect that that struggle is real yeah. and, and it's theirs. And listen. And listen to them. That's it. If they go, hey, if you did this, it would make this easier. Yeah. Fantastic. Sign me up. Let's go. And that's why, you know, take the Pongrell episodes of, of Clone Wars, for example. You know, try to talk to a kid about the nature of having to oppose authority that you've been told to order. The difficulty to of follow. it in reality. Yeah. But it happens in shows all the time and but, it almost looks easy in those shows. But but that show teaches a lesson. Of, oh, yeah. Of if, if someone's actions are getting you and your friends and your, your comrades or whatever killed or hurt. You can say no. You don't do that. That's how this works. You have the choice. That kid may not walk away from that episode understanding the concept of mutiny. That's it. But they'll understand when you say no. Yeah. And I love that. And I just, I I think so many of us, especially like, you know, in the age group of like you and I, where it's like when we were kids, mom and mom or dad or whoever, whatever they said, that was law. That was. Yeah. And not only that, it's like if you went against it. I got, God fucking help you. I got lucky with having good parents who 99% of the time. Good parents. But we, we didn't all. And, and I, yeah, I, it wasn't that my, my parents were necessarily bet my dad was a piece of shit, but like my mom was just, you know, a little confused. A little, you know, yeah. towards the end of her life, she kind of, uh, she got super into the Ellen talk show. Okay. And so after a while, I think she kind of figured out a few things about me and my brother. Uh, uh, but <laughs> I think she was kind of like, I think I'm raising a couple of homos. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, with your dad, I mean, like growing up and realizing that that a father is not doing his job is is a hard lesson for a kid. And I mean, it's a hard lesson for, for anybody. anybody. Yeah, so, I mean, absolutely. Like, realizing it, especially in your 20s. So I love is, the idea difficult that there are cartoons now that where a kid can get like the idea that, oh, not everybody has a perfect family. And right. It's OK. And I mean, like, I think, too, when we were kids, it was, uh, you know, every cartoon kind of had like a, a moral to it. Yeah. But it was a very kind of throwaway moral. Yeah. And there was and a so, lot of heavy handedness. Yeah. You know, whereas now it's like, OK, so what problem are you going through? And if you wanted to, you could probably get a Rolodex together of like childhood problems and how to deal with them and then just go through and be like okay episode four season three of this show got it and then just go put that on and be like hey this is gonna help you out a little bit because if i try and talk to my six-year-old and i try and tell her something i can tell her a thousand times it's probably not gonna click as well as if blippy fucking tells her about it you know what i mean like so engaging storyline and i'm not so fucking uh what's the word I don't even use it very often, so uh-huh. I, I, I'm not so. Uh, uh, oh, I'm not going to think of it. Okay, my my brain locked up a little bit. But you're right, though, that you know, hearing from dad constantly, you kind of tune it out. Right, and but I when mean, it's an engaging show you're watching, you'll learn that lesson. It's going to get worse as she gets older, oh, and I yeah. know that. But that's the thing is that I'm not so. What is the fucking word? <laughs> you, you know, narrow-minded or, or or whatever. Like I'm not so uh, insecure. There it is. Okay. I don't even use that word very often because I'm not. quite secure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like I'm not so insecure that I'm like, no, she has to learn from me. It's yeah. like no, it's okay if Dave Filoni teaches my daughter what it's what it means to stand up for yourself against tyrannical forces or yeah. whoever the fuck is giving you orders that you don't agree with people spreading pain and hate you can stand up against them yeah, no matter them. who they are and not only that guess what's gonna general. happen your dad's gonna be so fucking proud of you exactly. like that, that's how it works is that it's like if your parents are proud of you for good things mm-hmm. that's great yeah. if they're proud of you for bad things you probably need to reassess things yeah 
That's just how it goes. So, and the funniest thing in the world to me about Clone Wars and Star Wars and and American politics is that it's getting a little eerily similar. (laughs) I mean, we're not going into space or anything like that, but there are times when you're kind of like, is this is this the first order? Is this what's happening? Well, and you see, you know, they they talk about uh, when when uh, Chancellor Valorn steps down and Chancellor Palpatine steps up in Episode One, Mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, Padme says to um, uh, the um, Jimmy Smith's character. Uh, she says, you know, this is how democracy dies, with thunderous mm-hmm. applause. Yep. And have we not seen politicians rise to power who are just awful, awful people yep. who are celebrated by their sycophants? They're still doing it. Yeah. yeah. There, There is a recent elected official. I could not... I, I think I literally just saw the video before you showed up. Yeah. But it is just this... This. Oh, my God. It's essentially Marjorie Taylor Greene light, this yeah. woman. And she is just awful. Like, yeah. she talks about how the earth is flat. Of course oh, of course it is, and all this other shit. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God. Can so, we launch them into space so they can see it? Seriously. Or just, <laughs> can we just do it for fun? Yeah. <laughs> can, yeah. can we just launch them into space just so we can for watch them and freeze giggles. and go, <laughs> how's it feel? No? Okay. Yeah. Did you see the video of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, going uh, something that was like on the floor and she like pounds the gavel and goes, you know, uh, the the no. floor will be asked to operate with decorum or whatever. And they started laughing. Oh, God. And all the Democrats were dying laughing so hard. Like she had to keep banging the gavel to like calm them down or whatever. But it was just like, didn't you heckle the fucking president? Yeah. You absolute She's cretin. a piece of shit. Yeah. I, I despise her, Gates, Bobert. Yeah. I, I just dislike them. But the, all that being said, yeah. But, and <laughs> those are the Sith. Those and, are, <laughs> well, and it's another reason why I would love to see more people watching shows like Clone Wars because it teaches lessons about decorum, lessons about you know the, the way to treat other people in the familiar and fun and exciting trappings of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And it makes the movies better. You know, we haven't even talked about Obi-Wan and uh, the Duchess Satine. Obi-Wan mm. has a love interest in this show that helps right. shape him as a tragic character. And, and I mean, like, that was the funny too, The funny part, too, is that somebody made a comment one time on under a, an Obi-Wan Kenobi post where it was just kind of like, well, I liked it. But, you know, there wasn't really, like, a love interest. And I have always thought that was kind of, like, one of the best parts of Star Wars was the love. It, and it was just kind of like, I don't think you understand Obi-Wan Obi- at all. Yeah, <laughs> Obi-Wan is still pining for the one that got away. And he's yeah. also, like, let's be real here. Like, he's he's basically a fucking priest. Yeah. Like, the guy is... is but he knew love. He knew yeah. love and he knew it and he knew heartbreak. And he knew... Oh, God, man. that yeah. Talk about a character that goes through some shit. Like, oh, first... Yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn gets fucking brutally murdered by Darth Maul in front of him. Mm-hmm. He ha- he can't do anything about it. He has yeah. to just watch as his mentor gets killed. Yeah. Then he takes on this apprentice, and now he's the happiest he's ever been. That apprentice goes on to become one of the most evil motherfuckers in the galaxy, and he mm-hmm. blames himself for that. Yep. Then he loses his love interest. Then he's alone on this fucking, apparently, on this planet doing construction work. Right. Yeah. And you're just and you're like, God damn, dude, can you get a fucking break? Yeah. Like, <laughs> And, and and that's why, you know, these the shows that you, you see complaints about stuff like Obi-Wan, you know, we all want these characters to be exactly what we want them to be. But Clone Wars is one show that I see so few complaints about. You know, there's a couple what of bad episodes. What are you about, though? You know, you know but, what I mean? Like, because it's... it's it the does way they put it together was so even, good. Even Jar Jar has great episodes. Even Jar Jar is good yeah. in Clone Wars. R2 and 3PO get solo adventures okay. that are amazing. I, I love... Love doing this to Star Wars nerds. Can yeah. we talk about how much of a fucking ride or die R two D two is oh. throughout the entirety of Star Wars? R two D two is the most important. R two stay Wars. with the ship. Yep. And then he did, and Anakin fucking 
Darth Vader happens. Yeah. So whenever in the original trilogy, Luke goes, stay with the ship. He goes, fuck that. And no. just leaves the ship. Oh, yeah. I was like, yes. Not a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't even notice that at first. And then, of course, like all great things. One the my, internet told me. One of my <laughs> favorite moments in Last Jedi is when, uh, you know, Luke says that, uh, you know, he he's not going to get involved. He's not going to get involved. And R2 just plays the original Leia message again. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, that was a dirty trick. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, not only that, I, I love that. Uh, He's such a ride or die that R2 is like, wait, we're not doing this shit anymore? All right, I'm powering down. This is horseshit. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang out and fucking play house. Go fuck yourself. I'm a goddamn champion. What are you doing? (laughs) But the second that he, that they pull that, 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 like, that rag basically off Mm -hmm. of him, and there he is, R2, arguably one of the greatest characters in the Star Wars universe by saying very little. Oh, well, well, (laughs) well, bleeped the entire time. Yes. Absolutely filthy. Filthiest mouth. Filthy (laughs) filthy mouth. Great guy. Filthy mouth. I do love that it was like, it was kind of like, it's the same as like with Chewbacca. Yeah. Han can understand him. Yeah. And some people can. Mm -hmm. But with R2, it was just C-3PO. So every once in a while, you're just like, I kind of wish he had subtitles. Yeah. Just because you know every once in a while, he'd be like, would you shut the fuck up and Uh just do this? Like, quit being a little bitch and let's go. Right. I just want one character, one time, to just be that guy where there's like, I don't, what's the line? There's a there's one line that is in every Star Wars movie. Oh, it's uh, I, got I got a bad, a bad feeling, feeling about, about this. this. And R two says it. And R two uh, says I got a bad feeling about is this. He in eight or nine, he says it. He says one of those, I think. But it's like the fact that that's in every Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. That line has to be in every Star Wars movie. I was yeah. like, that should be what it is because we all said it right before we came into this fucking theater. Like, <laughs> 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 but as far as I mean, we're coming up about. Hour and twenty. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. Uh, but as far as with Clone Wars, um, obviously not American politics. With Clone Wars, yeah, definitely binge worthy though. Oh, one hundred percent. That that yeah. And it's, I'll tell like you, we're saying though, it's it's a long one. So it is a long one. And I'll tell you, the first season definitely has a lot of these. Like, here's just an adventure with Plo Koon. Here's an adventure with it Yoda. Is, it is a little hard to get into at so first. That's I, where I keep faltering. I did jump in first episode of the second season. Okay. And I I, I tried to get on first season. I I and I and that means that there's a few in that season I still need to go back and watch right. and I will but you can jump on second season and get, start to get into the narrative enough and just ride it through and you will not be disappointed I always describe those those shows where yeah you can start in second it's like you can start in second gear it's yeah. fine oh yeah it's yeah. fine it'll still go like, yeah, yeah, it'll go you won't you'll miss a little bit of the earliest Saj Ventress stuff but you'll get enough about her but in reality I think it was yeah from what I've seen because I tried to go ahead and just skip forward so I yeah. watched a little bit of season two and I was like okay see this is what I'm talking about yeah. but they said so, immediately the second they said something that I didn't understand nah just roll with it I was like god damn all right, I can't. You'll it's figure it out. It's on my fucking brain. And I can't it scratch it through my skull. <laughs> <laughs> they'll get. They'll, you'll get it later. <laughs> but yeah. like, I mean, and then not only that, I think too. Not only is it binge worthy, it's also kind of like you'll become more of a Star Wars nerd oh, because of it. I would never watch episodes one, two, and three. I had officially written them off. I was what I called a prequel denier. <laughs> I pretended didn't exist, and I have. I haven't really got into them again. But I have like put them on in the background while doing other stuff, right? Right. Because I can appreciate the characters more in those movies. Well, because and I think too is I think Clone Wars kind of did that thing where it was kind of like, listen, all of this was kind of in the thought process yeah. towards these movies, and then and then now that you know that you're kind of like, fuck, I don't hate these. It literally, like, <laughs> it, 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 I, I don't love them yet, but it definitely makes them better. Hell yeah, yeah. I love that. So basically, if you're a Star Wars nerd and you haven't watched Clone Wars, you gotta get on it. You gotta. Well, I mean, okay, so how about this? How about, uh, do you have any shows coming up? 
Uh, yeah, um, let's see. This is going to come out this week, right? So, of course, yeah, we got to yeah. talk about the Starlight Comedy Night. Me and uh, Laura Cook bringing the best comics in the region to the Starlight, the second Woo! Friday of every month. This Friday, we've got a great one coming up. I'm going to be having uh, a couple of comics. You may have heard of some of them. We've got mm-hmm. Jordan J.I. is going to be performing. We've nice. got Cepeda Cheeks is going to be there. Nice. And then, um, you know, um, why, don't, why don't you do it? I could do that, yeah. Yeah, June 9th. Yeah. Why don't you headline the Starlight for Fuck us? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that people think that's actually how comedy like shows just, happen. I just show up at a podcast. You and I are just bullshit, it. and then it's like, you know yeah. what? You were fun. Why don't you headline? Why don't you come out? Because like, oh my god, you know what my absolute favorite question was that it? I've I've received is. So I get on the show, and I think it was I think it was this one, like the first time I did the Starlight. Yeah. Uh, and somebody goes, "How'd you get that show?" How do you not know that that is such an insulting fucking yeah, question? Like, um, um, I've been working my ass off. My like, talent, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I took some time off, and now that I'm on my way back, now I've got uh, this Friday. Uh, so this is this will come out Thursday. So tomorrow, if you're listening on the day that comes out, yep. uh, I've got the Riff show with yeah. Brett Jeffries and uh, Evan's show over at uh, Vanguard. And I'll be at that Riff show, too. Fuck yeah. So we got a great lineup for that yeah, show. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about uh, fucking all three of those shows. And then Evan's Vanguard show is good. Of course, Evan was on your last episode of Binge. He was. And uh, yeah, Mr. I'm going to smack the mic cord. That, yeah, don't do that. Can we point out, Evan, that did not happen this time? Uh, I'd like to point that out. I know my chords. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch mine. You see how nothing's happening? Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I love you that it's like even if you say fuck you to Evan, everyone knows you don't mean it. Evan wants to hug. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna hug him. Yeah. I'm gonna hug the shit out of him. But uh, and of course, if you need uh, more of us in your ears, you can listen to the other great shows on the OLA Ministries mm-hmm. Network. You can hear me and Michael Zampino on Opinions Like A Holes. You can hear me talk about another great show, The Office, with my co-host Brian Sittler over on the People Person Paper so Podcast. So you got to have me on there soon because yeah. I, I I haven't watched in a long time, and so. Talk about outside perspective. Pick uh, pick some season six episodes. Season six. We are gotcha. deep in season six. Deep in. So don't pick the first episode. Yeah, Ma- of season. <laughs> Michael Michael Zampino was working us through the um, the Michael dating Pam's mom arc, Ooh. and then uh, Josh Boltz who's become one of our uh, He's favorite kind of a guests. Fucking cornerstone he, of he is, a people person. He has podcast. really become like the third host sometimes. <laughs> old Josh. He's been joining us for every other episode. So I so, miss him. So as we get into the second half of the season, come hang out with us. Fuck yeah, I'm into it. Right. And then so we've got the podcast we've got uh starlight coming up that's on the ninth yeah we uh, the, the ninth is a starlight show yeah and the second so is uh the riff show i will be headlining that one and that is hilton and laura's show and i'm telling you if you've never been to one cannot recommend it enough because it's always fun even like the the it's kind of like pizza like the starlight show is like even the ones oh, yeah. that don't go according to plan Still great shows. We book that show so carefully, right? That we we are so we want to make sure that no matter what, it's a good one. I I really appreciate the part where it's kind of like you guys don't just be, okay. We're gonna do only uh, offensive comics this time. Oh, oh we're only that. gonna dude. The fuck it. We were talking about last last week. Evan and I were talking about like when you're putting together a comedy show, it's kind of like putting together a mix CD. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you don't want just all the same style. You want like kind of a break between or anything like that. So you, you want variety, but at the same time, you don't want like you don't want them to be totally disparate. You, right. You like you don't be, want, want the, similarities. The, the, the go there comic followed yeah. by prop comedy or anything like that. Like yeah. it's fine. Just you'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, dude. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. A lot 
lot of fun. I think that might be the most uh, on point we've been on this show in a very long time. Well, <laughs> as you know, I've been helping to, to get the show relaunched on OLA Ministries. We've yep. got uh, 40 some out of the original episodes, and now we've got three of the brand new episodes. Hell yeah. And I have heard you talk about so much stuff that wasn't the topic <laughs> that I was like, no, no, I'm going to talk. We are talking about Anakin, second, Darth Maul, Ahsoka, Pong The second somebody said something about it oh, with, yeah. with the, within the first few episodes, they were just kind of like at the end of it, they were kind of like, you didn't really talk about the show very much, right? And it was, it was almost like they were pissed off. And I was just kind of like, this is going to be a running joke for me. Oh, yeah. And, and you and I both know what I'm talking about when I say this. I don't know anyone out there, if you know, like a lot of comedians or anything like that. But a lot of us just do shit sometimes to make ourselves laugh. Oh, yeah. We're just trying yeah, to have a laugh. We hang out with some of the funniest people in this entire mm-hmm. fucking city. And we yeah. hear all manner of jokes and we laugh to in tears. So when I'm dealing with what I like to call normies, um, sometimes you just say or do just shit that makes yourself laugh. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, uh, I'm pretty stoked for the ninth. Um, and yeah. Second? People, people and paper podcasts. Yeah. And opinions people. like a-holes. And then also uh, Brett Jeffries podcast as well. Well, yeah, we got podcasting right? imperfection, which is all about tremors, Perfect. talking about the movies uh, and and the TV show. We've also got uh, Michael Zampino and TJ Clark are doing Maximum News, which is their political and news podcast. I love. that. I'm going to text him here in a second. Do you want to hear? Be me? Like, I have opinions. <laughs> you want to hear me talk about comic books? I've got a show called OK Geek that comes out every week. That's fantastic. And if you want to hear my 73 year old mom tell her wild and imaginative stories <laughs> from growing up, where she met everybody from Frank Sinatra to Mick Jagger and back again, Nuh-uh. stories with mom is every week as well. That's fantastic. We got a lot on this channel. It's a good channel and uh, the second you guys were like hey so you haven't done this in a while would you like to be on our channel i was like yeah that's what we're doing and so hey if you're out there and you need more uh podcast listening olaministries.com right yeah oh i fucking nailed that yes <laughs> and if you have any questions or you just want to tell me to go fuck myself which has happened uh my email address is binge podcast 918 at gmail.com when i tell you i have stories about emails it's Ooh. fucking great the, the one that i love to tell and i told it on um, plenty of episodes in the previous seasons mm-hmm. was uh if i remember correctly the subject was fuck you and then i opened <laughs> yep. it and the in the body it just said fuck you and i go ah i got me twice <laughs> <laughs> but hey guys uh I, I gotta tell you from uh, hilton and myself i believe i can speak for both of us when i say we love you and there's nothing you can do about it nope. so we'll see you guys next time or you know go fuck yourselves <laughs>